Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, Justin Cullifer, you are the founder and managing partner of APG Emerging Tech, found on the web at apgemergingtech.com, just outside Atlanta. Justin, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be with you today. Yeah, for sure. So Justin, at a high level, tell me what APG Emerging Tech does. At a high level, we help others invent things. That's probably the 50,000 foot level. Um, specifically, our focus is helping other corporations and organizations create new and original digital software. Um, software being a web application, mobile application. Uh, we're doing a lot of work in voice now with Alexa and Siri. I'm sure I just set off everyone's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> devices. You're welcome. Uh, but yes, we help others uh, invent new and original products in the digital space. Yeah. Uh, since Alexa is listening, Alexa, play the Thoughtful Entrepreneur podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> But it works. Um, yeah. So um, now, how long have you, or, or kind of what, what's your background and how you got into uh, empowering inventors? So I see with EPG, you know, you've been now, you've hit over four years in this role, uh, but you're doing all kinds of other stuff previous. Yeah, absolutely. My whole background is rooted in user experience design mm. and product development. And really, I think one of our, our key differentiators at APG is that um, while a lot of people say necessity is the mother of invention, we say that empathy is the root of invention. Uh, so when I look at my career and the origins of how APG came to be, it's rooted in empathy. Uh, you know, we, we believe that every good digital product is rooted in our users. What are their likes? What are their dislikes? How can we serve them better? How can we make them more successful? And so we bring that lens to every problem that we're solving for our clients and to every product that we ourselves even bring to market. Let's think about that for a second, because I, I think that it, it might be easy, like what you just said there, uh, it, it, I don't hear very often, right? And, and that is, you know, all, you know, great products or, you know, innovations being rooted in empathy and um you know, if we're truly concerned about the user experience, then, um, you know, facts and features, um, you know, that, that, that tends to be a very uh, sometimes um, self-centered focus. Like, hey, what can we do? What are the specs on this thing? But we don't maybe stop to think, um, is this what the user really and truly wants? So, so Justin, when it comes to development and when it comes to innovation, how does one get a better sense of empathy? It's all in what you bring to the table yourself, right? If, if you are a facts and figure person, um, and that's not a concern of yours, then it's going to be hard to flip the switch and suddenly say, all right, I'm willing to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. But the key thing is to really put on a different hat than the one you're wearing when, it, when it's time to sit down and synthesize an idea and say, all right, I've got this back of the napkin idea. Now I need to mature it into actual designs and actual requirements for a new system. 
let's pause and let's think about our users from the sense of who are they? What's their demographic? How old are they? Um, or how young are they, depending on the technology that we're building? What are their likes and dislikes? Just in general, right? Maybe it, we're designing for an executive who uh, likes something that's efficient and like and dislikes hassle. Uh, they want something that is mobile and travels with them as they're flying from destination to destination conducting business um, versus someone who uh, maybe is more working at home and they're okay if it's more of a desktop solution, something that's a little more, a um, little less efficient, but a little more detailed focus, right? So there are so many options and so many levers to pull, but we have to know the people and begin to build a persona of them um, mm -hmm. that helps us understand how are they motivated and what their success criteria is. Everything we build has success criteria around it. Even this interview today, when people are listening, they're going to consider this a successful spend of their time if fill in the blank. Hopefully we'll hit the mark on that. The same goes for technology. People will consider the app or the system a success if fill in the blank. And we have to understand that before we invest all that time and money in building the code. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be a long um, process and long drawn out process and a lot of fluff around it. We actually take a very pragmatic approach to this and it's rather expeditious, but it's an insurance policy to make sure what we build serves the people it's intended to serve. Yeah, I think it's the height of arrogance when we begin to think that we know better than the market. Um, and ultimately, the market is, it just is what it is. So, you know, with my other company, um, Savings Angel, you know, we did $6 million in revenue. But then, you know, over the course of a couple of years, there was just diminishing interest in uh, you know, in our, in our core product. And it didn't matter how I wanted to spin it. You know, it was just, it was really a market, you know, design, you know, it's just a, a, a trend in the market that had moved away from, you know, for, for our sake, you know, it was uh, around couponing and there was just no more interest in that. And so, you know, um, sometimes, um, you know, again, I, I think it takes uh, a lot of humility uh, to, 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 you know, to, to um, avoid the mistake of thinking, well, I know better than the market and I'm just going to give the market what I think the market wants, um, you know, because maybe they've heard a, a great story about Steve Jobs or something like that. And, and Steve Jobs, I, I, you know, I, I'm certain, uh, you know, was, was very market driven uh, with, you know, with what he wanted to invent or any great uh, business leader, uh, generally always very market driven. That's right. And we've fallen into the same trap ourselves. No one um, is immune to this, mm. right? We have our own product that we've taken to market in the last couple of years. It's in the real estate prop tech space. And we have a whiteboard full of great, what we think are great ideas. But before I give the approval and say, yes, let's go design and build this thing, we have to do our due diligence and make sure this is what people really want and that yeah. they're going to find a lot of value in it. Because, I mean, we have a finite amount of resources, all of us do in terms of time and money, we have to make sure we're spending it in the right place. What is an inefficient or a poor way of gathering that data? So, uh, cause I've, I've seen it done, uh, but I'm sure you've also seen it done. You're like, 
I don't think that you can't rely on that. And 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 here's the reasons why. What are what are some ways that that uh, maybe business leaders are doing that? And like, no, 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 no. You you need a little bit more due diligence here. Well, it's escaping the echo chamber, right? Yeah. It's getting outside of the room with people who are in full agreement with you, and starting to ask people who are on the fringes and who may have an interest in your product. Uh, starting to do a bit more surveying and, and asking questions in a formal or informal sense. But a uh, great example, we're working with a company uh, with brilliant people who are great at algorithms and calculations. And what, what we found is they, can, they have a great concept and what they want to build has a lot of value, but it's all in how we present it to the people who will ultimately buy the licenses for this software in the future once it's built. How can we take all of this lab laboratory intelligence and translate it into a user experience and into language the people who are actually going to swipe the card or write the check down the mm. road can understand so that we get them in the door and ease them into this, this brilliance rather than pushing uh, you know, what looks like a laboratory specification on them and saying, okay, abide by how we see this. That's not going to fly. We have to understand the users and how can we present this to serve them in the most optimal way. Yeah. How can we get around uh, people just wanting to be so? Well, again, I th you know I think hopefully once we're outside the echo chamber, we're avoiding that. But you know, also I think as humans, you know, we want to be supportive. And you know, and I'm primarily thinking of smaller brands, right? Where it's just like, listen, this is my you know, my heart and my soul I'm putting into this business, you know, I want to start, you know, I'm just thinking of people like, I'm thinking of opening a restaurant and this is my dream. And, you know, and then everyone on social media, yeah, go for it. I think that's a great idea. Uh, just because as humans, we want to be supportive. Um, yes. But, but what are some ways maybe we can, you know, we say, listen, don't sugarcoat this for me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just trying to think of like, you know, ways that uh, we can more objectively gather that data out, outside of audience, you know, audience selection, right? Absolutely. You know, in my network, I have what I kind of loosely call the safety circle. And it is a, a network of people that I've known for years. And it, mm -hmm. it's not just technology professionals. These are business owners. These are corporate employees. These are teachers a variety of people, but we have each other's back and we know that we can send a quick te text message or set up a quick Zoom or phone call and have a conversation and, and take the filter off and share really the, the good and the bad. And that's really important, whether you're talking about business decisions or personal decisions. Uh, you know, sometimes it's good to have that candid feedback because you're right. On social media, you're going to see two things a lot of likes and loves on a post, or um, people are going to comment and tell you um, all the negative aspects without having the whole picture. So I think having that safety circle in your network that you can tap into, run things by, socialize it and see what, what they think, and they're going to offer advice. They may not have all the answers, um, but they're going to help and give you, set you in a direction where you can figure those things out before making that big investment decision. You know, I just finished reading uh, Adam Grant's Think Again, fantastic book, probably the best book I've read this year so far. And, um, you know, he talks about surrounding yourself with a challenge circle, you know, mm -hmm. people that you can go to that, you know, that that can give you pushback. And, you know, the the highest you know, degree of love, you know, is, is, you know, is challenging somebody on that because you love them and you want them 
you know, to ultimately experience what they want. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of taking your, your, your business, uh, you know, and I'm thinking about it from a personal standpoint too, because, you know, as person is, you know, as humans, we can make, you know, um, very non-objective decisions that might not be, you know, we can't see the forest from the trees. And so I, I love this concept of, you know, again, um, you know, asking, asking the crowd just for, you know, their outsider view of maybe something that we want to do. I want to go back to school. Okay. Well, let's kind of put that through the test. You know, uh, you know, maybe it's like a SWOT analysis, uh, you know, it is also a great tool, which I, I commonly do (laughs) internally with everything, you know, with my team. And, you know, then we try to pitch it to some of our customers and, and then also just say, yeah, but would you break out the credit card and would you pay for this kind of thing? That's exactly right. And, you know, I'm a product of that sort of feedback. Um, you know, to look at me today, um, I'm successful, have a, I'm well-traveled, have a great family, a great home, beautiful life. My life is fantastic, but most people probably wouldn't suspect that the root of, of how I got to where I am uh, really was not a particularly colorful or, or happy journey. Um, growing up, I was, my family uh, definitely had their share and imparted on me their share of emotional and physical abuse. It was only in high school that I started to get the mentorship from teachers and folks who saw potential in me to push me and to give me the feedback, the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, that helped propel me on a trajectory of getting a good education, working hard, paying my own way through college, and ultimately making those career decisions that got me to where I am today navigating first the corporate world, then the consulting world. And all along the way, it's been a journey and, and people have shown kindness to me. Yeah. That's a key, key factor. I think, you know, if you have your safety circle and you're asking for feedback, um, as often as you ask for feedback, offer to give it. As often as you ask for help, offer to give it, right? That goes back to empathy. You've got yeah. to have empathy for people around you and uh, the, and likewise, they'll have it for you and have your back and offer the advice that you need in order to be successful. So, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes and you're going to come up with a great idea on how to serve them better, be it a restaurant, be it an app, it doesn't matter. As long as you have empathy for who you're serving, you're going to arrive at a very successful outcome. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Uh, Justin, so um, APG... Uh, emerging tech. Uh, you've done work with Home Depot, uh, United States Federal Reserve System. Uh, you, you've worked with some big brands. Why, why are they coming to you, or why, why are you? Why, why are they picking you to work with? You know, a lot of large organizations are beginning to look outside the box. Right? Uh, they have internal teams who can do a lot of great things, but even internal teams have finite resources. They may be at capacity and just need to call in an extra set of hands temporarily to help get them over a hump. There are also large organizations that are looking to diversify their supplier base. Um, We hear the term supplier diversity all the time, but now there are organizations that are actually putting a lot more effort into that. So they're looking for small businesses, minority owned, LGBT owned, right? There are a number of qualifications and, and I'm grateful that APG has that diversity at the helm of the business. So we're able to get in the door and have those conversations, usually with supplier diversity uh, individuals and just understand their needs. What problems are you guys working on today? 
who's struggling in your organization. Our typical buyer in a Home Depot, in the Federal Reserve, places like that are going to be a leader who has an idea that they want to rapidly prototype. They want to get something in front of internal or external investors, and they want to build it fast in response to some market driver. And that's why they call us. They know that we're nimble. They know that we can move fast. And the quality is there. Um, our, we have references, um, reviews online. There are a number of people who will attest to our capability of being able to deliver in spite of being a small firm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I really should put a plug in for that. As a military veteran uh, business owner, there are amazing opportunities available to you if you fit um, any you know, if it's women or minority owned, um, if you're in, um, you know, I forget the zones, right? If your business is in a uh, uh, economic zone, improvement yeah. zone, um, huge opportunities available. If you just kind of go out, get known, <laughs> search for opportunities. Do you actually go through um, and look for bids or, or, or I'm sorry, government, like government contracting um, directories? We do, a, we do a bit of RFP uh, uh searching and response, but RFPs are, are, are tough, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, often they're, those supply managers, supplier diversity managers are going to receive uh, dozens of responses to those RFPs. So we will look at those, but really we've grown through relationships. Yeah. We have met uh, some of the most amazing people on our respective career journeys. And I keep saying our, I mean that the collective of, of consultants at APG uh, we've met some of the most amazing individuals. And as long as you make a good impression, whether it was six months ago or six years ago, folks are going to remember you. And as they navigate their own career journeys and move up the corporate ladder or move into other companies, they're going to call you and say, hey, remember that thing we worked on? Well, I have something similar. What, what, are, what do you think I should do? And, and we love those phone calls. Mm. Um, you know, we give a lot of free consulting away, but that's just part of being a consultant. You know, I want everyone to know that they can pick up the phone and call us. We're going to listen. We're going to offer solicited and sometimes unsolicited advice. And we just want to be helpful. Again, everyone has some pressure they're under to deliver and create something amazing. We get that and we want to help you navigate that. Yeah. 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 That's the, I tell you, I mean, that's the value of networking at high levels. You know, the more you can get known in circles and, you know, you're known as the guy or gal who does X, right. And you do that yes. very specific thing and everybody in your circle, you're 200, 300, 400, 500 plus people in your networks all point to you so that then when somebody you know, you, you have a, a, you know, an army of people that if anybody and how business gets done today, it's like, who do you know that, you know, that does, um, you know, B2B sales consulting? Oh, that's Josh, right? And so, right. Uh, you know, now, you know, it, the more people I can get to know, you know, who, who we are and what we do by, and I like your, right. So investing into, in just investing into relationships, um, Absolutely. Just such a huge fan of, of that mindset. Uh, so Justin, someone has been listening to us and oh gosh, there was so much more, I, you know, the, the, I think we could talk about just in terms of like, you know, your work with voice and, uh, you know, and, and everything around UX um, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, where consumers 
are today. I mean, there's so much I think we could could unpack there. Um, of course, your website is apgemergingtech.com. But if someone's liking the sound of what you've had to offer right now, where would they go? What would they do? Well, like, what would be the next step of engagement with you? You know, I would encourage everyone just to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach out to us through the website. You can email me. I'm at justin at apgemergingtech.com. Just reach out and let's have a conversation. Uh, that's something we love to do is just listen and be helpful. Uh, we are firm believers that good goes around. So if we can be helpful and help you out and solve a, a problem that's on your mind today, um, especially if it's in that uh, digital space, product development space, business transformation, those are all things that we love to help others figure out and navigate. So just give us a, a you know, drop us an email, drop us a line or give us a call through the uh, number on our website. And we're glad to do that anytime. Yeah, fantastic. All right, your website, APG Emerging Tech. Justin Culliford, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me today. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.